a big week for news. Time to sit back, relax, and talk about it. Your week, your news, a Clarksville Now original podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in Clarksville for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back, Chris Smith. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Doing all right. We missed you last week. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, down at uh, the Redneck Riviera getting tan and, and uh, recovering. From I actually didn't miss it. Time. Christian Brown did a good job. He did. He, he's awesome, isn't he? He is. He's very, I, yeah, I love that yeah. kid. Uh, my name is Ryan Pluckelman, but this is what we do every single week. We break down the biggest stories on ClarksvilleNow.com. And th- th- one of the stories that we have, we might as well start with this one. Okay. This this broke shortly after we had re- finished the last episode. You mean this show isn't live? It is not live, folks. Oh. If you're listening to this on WNZE mm-hmm. on a Sunday night, I can tell you right now, I am at my house uh, probably watching football. Hmm. I am not here. Yeah, and no. neither is Chris. No, I'm not watching football. What, what, I'm probably what, what watching you, a Marvel movie or something. You're probably, probably watching drink, 60 probably, Minutes. You yeah, strike me as a 60, 60 Minutes guy. Yeah. Oh, click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> this is Chris Smith with your news in Clarksville. Um, no, no. Yeah, so, so so this is not recorded live. So there's sometimes things happen. Right. When we're in here on a Thursday afternoon uh, recording this uh, podcast, yeah. stuff breaks. Right. And this, this thing broke big yeah, time. Yeah, it did. During the podcast. Yeah, it did. Uh, we got word that Bucky's is not coming to Clarksville, which everybody knows this now, but we need to break it down a little bit about what happened. This was a story where I remember when they announced and they're like, Hey, we got a great idea. We are going to build a gas station with 137 gas pumps and a 75,000 square foot building. Mm-hmm. That's going to sell brisket and mm-hmm. dream catchers. And shirts that have wolves howling at the moon on them mm-hmm. and various other things and their bathrooms are clean. And where, where are we going to put this thing? We're not going to put it off of exit 11, which would have been perfect a couple of years ago. <laughs> We're not putting this off of exit 8. We're not even doing it off of 19. Boy, would 19 be a perfect spot for no, this? No, 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 no. No, it would not. You don't think 19 no, would be a good spot for it? Why not? There, there's a very specific reason that they wanted this thing Exit, exit one. one or north of exit one. Exit one. Why did they want think they need to put that at exit one? So then we were all like, this is great. I can't wait for brisket, dream catchers, and 180 gas pumps. <laughs> and then he kind of thought about... You know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm just I just love that you're throwing dream crashers in there. It's, it's, that's not something that needs to be you know broken down a little bit. You know the um, just okay. Go ahead. I'm just there. So <laughs> and then it all sounded great, right? And we're like, where are they going to build this thing? And he said, exit one. And then we found we out. we don't need O'Connor's. No, no, no. It's only one of the most popular night spots that Clarksville's ever had. Yeah, but it, listen, I can't blame a guy for wanting to oh, get out. I don't out. blame him at all. You I know? just hate that it happened. O'Connor's right. was great. Right. And so, you know, the owner of O'Connor's probably got a call from the, from the, from the Bucky's folks like, hey, we got some cheddar coming your way because we want to build there. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm probably go, oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. But then you think about, you look at, you look at O'Connor's mm-hmm. off exit one there. And then you look at the plans that they drew up for Bucky's off exit one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, are they going to shrink this? Like, how in the <laughs> heck is this going to fit? It's going to be like a Micronauts right. uh, gas station. Yes. How is this going a to Hobbit. fit? It's going to be a Hobbit gas station with little Hobbit cars. Yes. <laughs> how is this monstrosity going to fit uh, where they said fit. it was going it, to fit? It, it would fit. But then you think about, first of all, Gary the guardrail. I know. Gone. Because there's that would no be terrible. way. But... All of the traffic, hmm. the insane traffic it would cause, 
think about just trying to get off on exit one Mm -hmm. and then trying to even go across 24 to get to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Or think about if you live, imagine if you live, there's a lot of subdivisions in that area. Mm -hmm. Imagine trying to get home. And you're going to gas yeah. station that's got 180 gas pumps, brisket and dream catchers, and everyone's crazy <laughs> about it. Yeah, and I don't know how much, I mean, I ended up having to stop at a Bucky's uh, during my recent travels. And yeah. I've been to a Bucky's before, one in Athens, Alabama. And the times I've gone in and out, it's not a massive amount of traffic going in and out of those things. I mean, it's not like there's they're all leaving at once. You know, it's Good it's point. one car. Yeah. You know, a minute or two goes by, there's another car. A minute or two goes by, there's another car. It's not like a school or rush hour traffic where you've got lines of cars all coming in and going out at one time. Yeah. But it's still, it is a lot of extra traffic. It is. Yeah. And we really seem to have a problem in this county. Of going like, hey, I got a great idea. Let's build something here. And mm. nobody stops and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold, hold, stop. Hold on. What's this going to do to traffic? Yeah. Like, we've got to have the infrastructure ready to manage these things. Yeah. I still think it's absolutely absurd that they are building a 700-home neighborhood yeah, off of Dunbar that's, Cave Road that's a problem. by Rossview. Yeah. Every person that okayed that... I want to know their names so I can vote them out next election. That is going to be a traffic nightmare. And then we've got school kids walking on the side of the road. And I won't get too, too off topic onto that whole thing, but but that's, there are rules in place for a reason. Yes. And when the city puts rules in place that you've got to have so many entrances and exits from mm-hmm. subdivision in order to build it. Yeah. And then says, oh, but we'll make an exception this time. No, don't make a freaking exception. Right. That's why the rules are there. Exactly. And if you disobey the rules, well, that's how people get killed. There's a very powerful word that you can use. It's no. You don't mm-hmm. always have to say yes. But anyway, so, 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 <laughs> but anyway, back, back, back to, to Bucky's. Dr- back to the dream catchers. Back to the dream catchers and brisket. And and now I know there's a whole lot of people that are upset because they go where do where can I go well, if it's I want to bring in a crap load of tax money? It would thing headed open. I mean that that's a huge amount of um of uh, tax revenue and uh, yeah. economic impact that just fell just fell through our fingers. Exactly. Um, and the reason being because Bucky's is like they you know the city was like hey listen it ain't gonna fly the way it is we got to beef up that infrastructure so let's go ahead and look at what that looks like and then Bucky's saw the bill and they're like whoa. Whoa, we got to move a lot of brisket and dream catchers to, mm-hmm. to, to, to crack this nut on the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And so they, they backed out. Yeah, and actually what it was was it was uh, TDOT, uh, not the city. The um, TDOT and I actually heard, heard some of this this morning at the Economic Development Council meeting. Um, they, uh, they were talking about why it, mm-hmm. it fell apart. Yeah. And um, Jeff Tindall said that um, TDOT wanted um, t- uh, the Trenton Road overpass to be expanded to yeah. accommodate all this extra traffic. Yeah. And Bucky's was like, sure, we'll build the end. We'll bu-. And I think he, they said that the uh, the lanes they wanted to build were going to be like 11 feet wide, which is mm-hmm. not nearly wide enough. I okay. Think that was it. Okay. But basically, Bucky's wanted to do it on the cheap, and TDOT was saying, no, the lanes need to be wider, and it was going to cost Bucky's more money than they wanted to invest. So basically, Bucky's and TDOT couldn't come to terms. And so Bucky said, eh, we'll just build somewhere else. Right. So we'll, we'll skip Clarksville for now. We'll build it in uh, Dubuque or, or wherever. 
Okay, so they're not going to just move farther up 24 and hit like... I mean, apparently Guthrie. not. I mean, I I don't remember if this was ever. I think this was reported, or if this is just rumor that Bucky's had been planning to build um, a location in Oak Grove. Yeah, but um, they had similar situations where they couldn't come to terms with um, either local or state government, and so they said, "Okay, fine, we won't build there. Instead, we'll we'll shoot for Clarksville." And so they wanted to build it in Clarksville instead. Well, now they run into the same problem. They right. want to do it on the cheap. Yeah. And, um, you know, government agencies are saying, no, you got to you got to work harder on the infrastructure if you're going to put that thing there. Because I was thinking 89 would be a great exit. Well, what they're trying to capture is all that Fort Campbell traffic. Right. You right. know, they want Makes those sense. young yeah. soldiers. They want people who are driving to Paducah and St. Louis. You know, they they, they want to capture that uh, that target audience. There's a huge market. In Clarksville, for people that love both brisket and dream catchers, and they were trying to catch all that that you know that traffic, you know, and no, no, didn't turn out that way. It didn't turn out. Gary the guardrail wins. Which, by the way, there is a parody website mm-hmm. to ClarksvilleNow.com called ClarksburgNow.com. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, we. I'm not. We're not in partnership with them. No, no. But we we uh, we snicker and look the other way, right? Because uh, it is they're, so they're darn stuff, funny. It is pretty darn funny. Yeah, they did a they story did a about job. about Bucky's being taken down by Gary the guardrail, which was just absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, whoever's yeah. doing that, bravo! Mm-hmm. That is some some good quality parody. Yeah, where it's not yeah. being mean to anybody. It's just being funny. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. So, yeah, so no Bucky's for now. Um, there is, you know, they have talked about that they might come back. You know, maybe if they can't build it on a cheap somewhere else, they might, you know, come back and try again. I just hate that, you know, like, what are they going to do with that property now? You know, because someone, no, someone else going to grab is that. Gone, you know, uh, I don't know if they're going to build a Exxon or, you know. I'm telling you right now. A Walmart neighborhood market. A Dollar General. They could build a Dollar General with Right gas next pumps. to the other one. <laughs> right next to the other one. Which well, I, It's never too close for a Dollar no, General. No, it's never. It's never. And they appear overnight. Yeah. There already could be a Dollar General there, and we just don't know about it's it. It's sitting in a warehouse waiting <laughs> to be airlifted in. <laughs> right. <laughs> that happened to me when I turned. I went downtown, and I, and I was, you know, turning on to Wilma, and then I saw by Nashville State, I'm mm-hmm. like, when did that Dollar General yeah, get here? That was fast. Yeah, built overnight. So speaking of developments, mm-hmm. um, so hit me, Ryan. What development do you want an update on? I've got a whole story full of them to unleash this weekend. What about that battery plant? The battery plant? Yeah. I don't care about that. Give me something else. A de- a de- a development. Uh, uh, oh, that the, the, the Vulcan site where they're going to put a baseball diamond yeah, down there that is still in the, the barbed wire fence that, that is still in the works okay, um, good. they're going to be breaking ground on that soon and uh it's um basically they've got plans for a minor league uh baseball team uh for have they confirmed spot. that um i it, it has not been officially confirmed though it was spoken about at a public meeting this morning um, that there are plans for a minor league team there now whether it's actually been a deal has been signed or if they're just in talks but there is discussion of a minor league team. Interesting. That, that is the intent of that stadium. Okay. Basically. So I was talking, it's interesting to talk about minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody in Nashville that's a big Nashville sports person, someone mm-hmm. that's kind of in the know and knows what's going on. We were talking about something else. And we got, once we were done talking about business, we just tossing rumors around, right? And I asked him, I said, listen, there's a big rumor going on in Clarksville that. Nashville is trying to get a major league baseball team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is true or not. I said, apparently there's a rule. You can't have a minor league team and a major league team in the same city. 
So the rumor is, why are they building this ball this ball field in Clarksville? Are the sounds coming to Clarksville? And he said, I didn't know anything about that. But he said, I don't think Nashville's getting a Major League Baseball team anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Well, they just okayed a billion-dollar stadium for the Titans. Like, how much money can yeah. the city use to build yeah, stadiums. That was controversial teams. enough in itself. You know, there's a lot of people upset about that. So, right. you know, they're not about to turn around and say, hey, yeah, by the way, we're going to have another $2 billion um, baseball stadium. Exactly. We'll just tear down, you know, uh, East Nashville or something and build it there. Now, that being said, the same source also told me that Major League Baseball's wish list of who they'd love to put an expansion team in or if there's a failing team that's moving. Nashville's number one on that list. Hmm. And if that's the case, I don't know. You know, a lot of people say Nashville, and they also mean Clarksville. When they exactly. Say you know, they mean the greater Nashville area. Exactly. You know? So yeah. who knows? I just know that the rumor that the sounds are coming here because Nashville's getting a minor league, a major league team, Not there's no truth in those as yeah, of right yeah. now. It'd be a separate so thing. Not, no sounds. It'll be yep. the Clarksville catfish. or It or should whatever. be. So another update. Okay, uh, Tennessee Wings of Liberty Museum. Yes, they've been talking about the Wings of Liberty Museum for years. Mm-hmm. So much so that when you drive on Fort Campbell Boulevard and you see the sign where it says future home of Wings of Liberty Museum, half of the letters are missing and it says Utrecht Home <laughs> Museum because it's just been up so long. But they've cleared that lot, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been up there lately, so I don't know if they've um, cleared the lot um, fully or not. But I know they've done. they've started to work on it. Um, and basically... It's going to be there on Fort Campbell Boulevard. Um, it's going to be at a, a tiny town road. And essentially, it's going to be off post. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is on post. It's military property. But you don't have to go through Gate 4 to access it. Right. So grandma comes to town. You don't have a military ID. That's fine. You can take grandma to the Wings of Liberty Museum without having to go through Gate 4 and security and all that stuff. This is amazing. I'm glad it's happening. There are so many iconic units and iconic you know, things that happen at mm-hmm. Fort Campbell to have a museum dedicated to... Not only the 101st, but everyone else at Fort Campbell, the 160th and all of that is, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's way overdue and I'm glad that they're saying now 2025. Yeah. So the open. update is uh, they're on track for an opening in the spring of 2025. Perfect. So not this spring, but next right. spring is when they plan to, to have it open. Which would be so cool. And to bring mm-hmm. a lot of people here. Oh, it'll be a major attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read some figure that it'll be the largest military museum uh, between Chicago and New Orleans. Oh, fantastic. Um, so like they each have their own huge military museum yeah. and ours will be about like on that level. Very cool. So it's a serious thing. What else development you got? Uh, what else we got? We got hey parking. We'll talk about parking. I'd love to talk about parking. First of all, can I just go on a little tangent here? Can you uh, give me, sure, sure. Can you give me 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You can go stop me at 60. I am tired to death of hearing about people complaining about parking at the FNM Bank oh, Arena. Yeah, because that's the other thing that's happened since we last talked was the Justin Moore concert. Right. Folks, calm down. There is plenty of parking downtown. I remember I went downtown when they had Riverfest, a bunch of other things going on. They had dueling pianos. I found a place to park pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Guys, there's a parking garage right across from the courthouse. No one ever parks there. Yeah. And that's a that's a three-minute walk to the F&M Bank Arena. Yeah. Two and a half if you can huff a little fast. Yeah. You know? That so, thing's never full. Never. And between the Austin P lots, I just... it The, the comment's getting old. Mm-hmm. Okay? Parking is fine down there. Yeah. You, you know, if, if, and... Even if you have to park at the Austin P lot, it's a five-minute walk tops. Mm-hmm. You walk that going to Walmart. 
Exactly. So the um yeah the Justin Moore concert happened. He's mm-hmm. um you know I'm not a country music guy, but I mean the guy was like a multi platinum yeah. selling artist. Yeah. Huge turnout for that concert. Yeah. That same night was dueling pianos at Downtown Commons. Yeah, that's, that's which, right. yep. as always, dun- Downtown Sundown is always packed to the gills. Yep. That entire yep. thing is full, and um and there was plenty of parking. Nobody right. had any problems parking. Yeah, and so this idea that. Parking is going to be a disaster. Now, yes, we do need to build this parking garage. Absolutely. Because we are growing yep. and we're going to more and more over this stuff. So we do need to build them. But we've got plenty of capacity as it is. Right. And I think the reason why we're not seeing so many massive events announced at the FNM Bank Arena is because we're growing into the arena. Right. Mm-hmm. And they understand that the more of there, there's going to be more and more stuff there mm-hmm. as we continue to build around it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know that. The city and the county are both working yeah. on parking garages. So this, the, the, the city's broken ground on theirs. Yeah. yeah. So if you um, if you're a drive downtown uh, this weekend, you'll see they have done a massive amount of work on the city parking garage. Mm-hmm. They've got the, ma- the big, you know, deep columns that they have to yeah. bury deep into the ground. Um, those are mostly in place. Yeah. And uh, they are looking at construction being finished uh, subject to weather delays in July 2024. Ooh. So that's like, what, eight months from now? Yeah. Um, and the county parking garage, um, they had some issues getting land transferred the right way and all that stuff. So the county parking garage, which is going to be right next to Effin and Bank Arena, um, the land is going to supposed to transfer by the end of the month to the IDB. Um, okay. If you're in the know on local government, basically IDB will own it and they will lease it to a private company to manage. Um, but it's supposed to open in January 2025. Okay, so we're a ways off. We're from about that a year off. Once they start, Buck, this is one of the things that Buck Dellinger said at, the, at that meeting. Once they get all the rigmarole out of the way and they can start working. Did you say rigmarole? I said rigmarole. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, once they get all the rigmarole I out of the way. I loved Buck Dellinger slightly more. And then I found out he didn't say that word. Uh, I, I don't want to put words yeah. in his mouth, especially a word like rigmarole. Rigmarole. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but once that construction starts, it should take about 12 months. Okay. Now, there's been a weird little glitch in things for the design for the garage had to change. Mm-hmm. It was going to be 726 spaces. That's now dropped to 526. Spaces. Okay. So they lost 200 spaces for design reasons, but there's also supposed to be a retail development next right. to that uh, garage. Yep. That has to wait for the garage because it's all on one piece of land. Gotcha. They've got to clear the land, level it, yep. get everything right, and basically build these two things at the same time. Gotcha. So the Riverview Square development is going to be built in tandem with the parking garage. And the Riverview Square development is on track for an opening. Oh, I had it at one point, but you I should know this. You wrote Sorry. the story. Well, the Riverview Hotel, yeah. uh, which is right next to all that, uh, that's going to become a double tree by Hilton, yep. which everybody knows. Uh, work is supposed to be complete on that by June of 2024. All right. So this summer, this yeah. next summer. Yep. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. Um, so when are the city parking garage should open when? Since they've already started July building. 2024. Okay. So we'll have it this summer. We'll have the city parking garage completely yeah. done. Okay, good. Yeah. Between that yeah. one and the one that exists now, that's all you need right there. Yeah. Uh, one figure that was thrown out was once both of these garages are complete and other surface parking stuff is finished. They'll, we will have 1,100 new additional yeah. parking spots in downtown Clarksville. So when that happens, when the county garage opens, mm-hmm. you're going to have to find another comment to put. Oh, I know already what it's going to be. It's going to be, you can't drive anywhere downtown. The, parking, the driving <laughs> traffic is too bad. <laughs> Get working on how you're going to phrase your, the product is too, traffic's too bad. <laughs> 
Because you've got your parking. Where am I going to park down, Pat? Yeah. Traffic is so bad that nobody goes to the events because traffic's so bad because everybody's at the events. Mm, I don't, yeah, no, exactly. I'm not sure exactly be, yeah. how that works. Yep. There'll be a new complaint. There. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a couple of things that are sure in life. Death, yeah. taxes, and a new complaint will, will arise. Walking downtown makes my feet itchy. <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a lot of other developments going on right now. And so I, I ended up having to just do a whole roundup article yeah. um, that it's out on ClarksvilleNow.com as we speak, if you want to go check it out. What there's are updates they? on the Black Horse, the yeah. Marcelina, LG Kim, Premier Health Clinic, Kirkwood Elementary, Lincoln Homes, the Veterans Affairs Clinic, Historic Collinsville, all that stuff. What are they building next to Wyatt Johnson Volkswagen right there off of 101st? I don't know. You don't. Well, you just I'm did sorry. It. Just I don't know it by thing. geography. You just, <laughs> it looks like another car lot. That's why I was asking if it was yeah, building a big new dealer or something. I, I do not know what that is. Well, could you figure it out for next time? I'll have Christian figure it there out. There you go. Get Christian on that. Yeah. Good stuff. So the other uh, big thing that happened this week, or actually happened last week, um, as again, it happened after this podcast yeah. uh, started. So the city uh, does this legislative agenda every year. And it's basically... Oh, I knew. You're oh, buckled yeah. up, folks. Oh, uh, yeah. So we have essentially, you thought Bucky's was going to be the best part of this podcast. No, 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 no. Wrong. Here it comes. So it's essentially their, their wish list mm-hmm. for the state government. Yeah. yeah. We have the city government. We have the county government. Yeah. We have the state government. Yeah. So the city and the county both create a legislative agenda, their wish list. Like a Christmas list. Like things. what they would tell to, to Bill Lee Claus. Yeah. Yeah. And so they tell Bill Lee, hey, Claus. I, I want you to do these things for us. And so, of course, top of the list every year is TDOT road projects. Yes, of course. Because there's some serious things that um, the TDOT, uh, they want TDOT to be able to do. Great to example. For us. So we all love how Warfield has expanded to four lanes. Remember mm. when they were working on that? How much easier that makes it. And then you pass Dunbar Cave and you're like, why didn't they just keep going? State road. Mm-hmm. They, the, the county did their part. The state now has to do their part. Right. And there's things the city can do to partner with the state to kind of grease the wheels yeah. um, to get some environmental studies out of yeah. the way, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So basically, they're, the top things on the wish list from the city um, to the state is they want uh, Trenton Road expanded. Okay. Um, and I agree with that. They want, they want funding committed to expand mm-hmm. Trenton Road. They want funding committed to expand Interstate 24 from four to six lanes from the Kentucky state line to MLK Parkway. Okay. Nice. And they want funding committed to widen I-24 from the Kentucky state line to I-65, essentially all the way to Nashville. That'd be great. We should have um, done that when we built it. Yeah. Um, and they want funding committed to expand a Warfield slash Richview Boulevard from three lanes to five lanes. Okay. All right. So from basically uh, Dunbar Cave Road to Madison Street. Yep. And, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a matter of picking your battles. Right. Those are not the only TDOT projects involving Montgomery County, yeah. but these are the four that the city was like, these are the four we really, really, really want you to focus funding right. on. So right. hopefully that'll get our state legislative delegation to push for these things. Yeah. So there, that's in there and a bunch of other stuff um, that we could get into. But Was weed in there? Yeah, actually it was. <laughs> uh, legalizing legalizing <laughs> medical cannabis for this. Our- for the second agenda in a row, yeah. that is on our legislative agenda. Um, and it's kind of cool that Clark's, you know, we've got a lot of military retirees who, that's serious stuff for them. And, you know. Down in Nashville, difference. they don't enforce it. So I guess weed is not legal in the state of Tennessee or marijuana mm-hmm. or the sticky icky, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I noticed they don't enforce it down in Davidson County. 
Hmm. I was going to a show at the Ryman Auditorium, and there was a guy who had set up a table, and he was selling joints. Hmm. Not CBD joints. Was it Willie Nelson? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's like, I got to get back on the road again. I need some gas money. Yeah. I was like, are you, you know, there's like cops everywhere, right? He goes, no, they don't enforce it in Davidson County wow. anymore. I'm like, well, that's interesting. So the, uh, speaking of not wanting things enforced, um, <laughs> nice transition. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, city council members, instead of actually attending the, um, the meetings where they come up with a legislative agenda, which go yeah. on for weeks and right, weeks and right. weeks, um, instead of attending those and actually giving their input, they like to wait until the very last minute oh. and then throw out little pet ideas. Yeah. And then they all yell and argue about yeah. it. Um, yeah. Like, you know, social issues, right. um, all the kind of stuff. Well, at the uh, at the meeting last week, um, Councilman Wallace Red proposed that local governments follow the same sunshine law rules as the state legislature. Now, Chris. Yes. For those that are listening and don't know, a mm-hmm. sunshine law does not involve solar panels mm-hmm. on the on the uh, on the courthouse. No, right. what it says is is that when local government meets, mm-hmm. the public has to be able to be there. Right, you can't meet in secret. Right, if local government is meeting, there has to be an announcement to the public, and it has to be open to the public. Mm-hmm. Now the states like. Guess who doesn't have to do that? Right. And they don't do that. The state does not participate in the sunshine laws. But county county and city governments all across the state of Tennessee mm-hmm. have to abide by, if, if it ain't open to the public, you ain't meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because it's the public's business. It is. That taxpayer money does not belong to the city council. Exactly. It belongs to the taxpayers. It does. The taxpayers right. have a right to be there when right. the decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. Not just when the votes are taking place. Right. But when the deliberation is exactly. taking place. So they know how people are voting and why they're voting that way. So those rules are very important for municipalities right. all over yes. Tennessee. Well, the legislature doesn't have to abide by it. They do have certain rules where their main meetings are open to the public, but they have meetings all the time of five or six legislators get together and hammer out how they're going to vote and their strategy. And you do this for me and I'll do this for you. And it's all behind closed doors and the public doesn't get to see what's going on, which is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Right. And it ought to be fixed. Instead, this council person proposed Wallace read that those rules that the legislature gets away with that all city councils and all county commissions and school boards across Tennessee, all local governments be able to use those same lax rules um, to basically meet in secret. Did you, did you reach out to him and say, Hey, what were you thinking on this? No, there was no need. (laughs) I mean, he, he said in the meeting, he said, Brian Zacharias questioned him and said, "Um, well, wait a minute. Why don't we just reverse this and say, you know, well, the legislature has to abide by the sunshine law. Yeah. And Wildstrad said, well, 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 you know, kind of him to haw and said, I don't mind. We can reverse it if, if y'all want. But it was never reversed. And the council ended up voting eight to four. Your city council voted eight to four to say they no longer want to abide by a strict sunshine law. So now it's in the legislative agenda. And the city of Clarksville is officially asking the state legislature to open up sunshine rules so that city governments can meet in secret all across the state of Tennessee. So a lot of media operations, us included, are pretty livid about this. Right. Because you're basically saying 
you know, the media can't do its job anymore because we're the ones going to those meetings. Right. We're the ones pushing for open government and saying, no, you can't ha- you can't get on a Zoom call school board before you decide on vaccine requirements during COVID. You can't get on a little Zoom call ahead of the meeting and decide where, how you want to vote and talk it out and hash it out and then show up and just vote. Right. Like, you, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, you can't have a private meeting with three or four city council members with a developer to see, well, if this project goes this way, if you do that, you know, right. no, you, you have to hash that out in public. And so this protects the people basically from the government abusing their power and meeting in secret. And our city council is saying, yeah, we don't want to abide by those rules. I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to be, take your spot for a turn. Cause you know. Usually you play the devil's advocate, but yeah, I'm going to no, play hit it here. Me, hit me. I'm trying hit to think me. of what, what would be the reasoning behind it. Why, mm-hmm. why would you want to be able to meet without the public knowing? Why would you want to meet behind closed doors when it comes to discussing you know, policy or what you're doing with tax pay, taxpayer money or whatever? What's the reasoning behind it? I can't think of one. Well, okay, look at this. Um, if you are the county commission... Mm-hmm. And you know that taxes need to be raised. Right. And you're a county commissioner and you know that the fiscally conservative appropriate thing is to raise the taxes because we need a new school. Right. But you also have an R next to your name on the ballot and you know um, that you're going to get, you know, your butt creamed in the next election if you vote for a tax increase. Right. But you want the tax increase to go forward. So you might strategize with your right. fellow commissioners. Yeah. Okay, listen, I can't take the hit this time, but, you know, you, uh, county commissioner, has been on the, on the commission for 30 years, and you're in a safe district. You're not up for election this term, so why don't you vote yes, and, and you're, you know, um, you've got $800 million in uh, campaign money, and you're never going to lose. You vote yes, so that way I can vote no and protect myself as long as these people, it's, it's vote strategizing. Gotcha. It happens all the time in Congress and at the state legislature, but we don't do that at the local level. For very good reasons. We've made it perfectly clear on this podcast numerous times. The very last thing we want is local government to mimic federal government. Yeah. You want to talk about inefficient. You want to talk about back alley deals Mm. and corruption. That's the last thing we want. Mm. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed Mm. in eight city council members who said like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of this thing. Mm. Let's go ahead and get around it. And you know, and maybe they could, maybe their reasoning was something I'm not thinking of. I I think some of them voted, um, basically yes because they didn't realize what they were voting on. Gotcha. Okay. I think I honestly and I I can't put words into the, into their mouths, so but I get the feeling they did not realize what they were voting on. But if you look at the wording of the resolution that came out of that, mm-hmm. the word for word wording, it says. Lo- allow local governments to fall under the same sunshine law that they follow, meaning the state right. legislature. Okay. And Wallace Red knows that mm-hmm. the Sunshine Law does not apply to the state legislature. He knows that. He's been working in local government for many, many, yes. many years. Yeah. Joe Pitts knows that. Joe Pitts didn't vote on this thing. Brian Zacharias pointed it out in the meeting yeah. live. Yeah. Karen Reynolds flat out said during the meeting, the Sunshine Law is inconvenient, and she likes would like to be able to collaborate and communicate with people um, without having the Sunshine Law in place. I mean- yeah. I don't know how else to read that. Well, good point. You're the one who wrote the story. I'm just the jibber jabber <laughs> so, guy over here. Um, but yeah, so the uh, it's drawn a lot of heat. The Tennessean did a big article on it. Every, and As it a should. lot of um, uh, you know, government 
um, open government advocates. So we'll see where it goes. But it's very frustrating, disappointing. It is. If you want to read more about this, Chris did a wonderful opinion piece on ClarksvilleNow.com. And if you're wondering, did my city council person vote for this? Oh, the list is right there. So yeah. you'll know. There's and, list. But here's the thing. We can just, you can leave a comment on Facebook telling people you're mad or you can email your your city council person and say, I'm very disappointed that you would vote for that you would vote to include this in the legislative agenda, the wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, please explain to me what your your thought process was. Do you want to have meetings that are outside the view of the public? Because to me, that seems like you want back alley deals and yeah. closed government. Explain and, to me what your thought process and I is. Don't, I don't know that anybody I, I, I would never go so far as to say any of our local people would do it. For corruption purposes. Right, right, right. Exactly. But what they don't realize is that there are people every month, there are government officials in Tennessee who go to jail. Right. Because of corruption. <laughs> right. The Sunshine Law is the only thing right. oftentimes that stands in between that, that prevents that corruption from taking place. You remove that as a barrier, it all bets are off. Exactly. So we again, we want to re- re- reinforce that we are not saying any of our city council people are corrupt or did this for any reasons to spread corruption or whatever. Right. This is a measure in place to prevent corruption. Exactly. You can't get rid of it. I just listen, go check it out at clarksvillenow.com. Find out if your city council person voted for this and then just send them an email saying, Hey, explain to me what your thoughts are on this. Because if you don't, they don't think you care. Right. And if they don't think you care, then they'll just do it anyway. Yep. So I can tell already my blood pressure is. Do you want to take a minute to calm down? He's so red right now. The warmth on my face. He's so red right now. Anyway, yeah. Much like Wallace, he's awful red. Oh, okay. So let's switch gears. Um, You got something light, like a little lighter fare for us? Oh, my gosh. Well, this isn't really light fare. Oh, thanks. Um, Great. So this, luckily, this did not turn into a fatal um, incident. But. Um, there was something that happened yesterday. Um, there was, a, I say yesterday, that happened um, Wednesday morning. Yeah. There was a student hit by a car in front of New Providence Middle School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I want to bring it up in this podcast because I think this is one of those things that we really can't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. It's important for people to, to pay attention to this stuff. The child was, it was a little girl, um, mm-hmm. assuming middle school age. Um, she was hit by a car about 6.50 in the morning on Cunningham Lane in front of New Providence Middle School. Yeah. Um, several witnesses, you know, this is the way Clarksville is. Several people ran forward to help the child and make sure she was okay. Um, staff ran out to help her. But um, there, the school administrators have not said specifically what happened. Mm-hmm. They probably don't want to throw people. Uh, they probably they probably don't want to. Um, uh, you were going to say it under the bus. I was say under the bus. You they caught probably, yourself. <laughs> they don't want to um, to basically cast aspersions on the child or on the right. parents because right. I mean they, they're horrified and, and you well, know, of course, very, you know, child's hurt. Um, but. Um, they said there's three main things that people need to do. One, students need to use the crosswalks. Yes. There are tons of cars flying through, and you don't ever know how fast somebody's going to go. Right. You don't know if they're paying attention to their phones. Right. They're driving. They're waiting until they get to the crosswalk um, you know, before they stop or pay attention. So they're not necessarily paying attention as they approach that school. They're waiting for the crosswalk. They're right. expecting everybody to cross there, not you know, right. a block and a half before. Right. So students should use the crosswalks. Parents need to tell their kids, use that crosswalk. Use crosswalk. Um, drivers need to slow down. That just needs to be said, period. And we can say mm-hmm. that every day for the rest of our lives. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yeah, especially in school zones. I've been in a hurry to get to work and had to drive through a school zone before when I was working in Nashville. 
and I knew I was going to be running late, and then suddenly I realized, oh shoot, it's I'm right. driving past Barksdale. Right. You know, you I slow need it to, down. I need to slow down, and I, and I was just like my foot is itching on the on the <laughs> gas pedal. But it's but you've got to slow down. It's so important because you never know when some kid's going to run out in front of you. You yeah. know, it's it's vitally important. And the other thing, and this is apparently becoming an increasing problem around our schools, is um, parents don't do drop off nearby. Get in the car rider lane, stay in the car right. rider lane, yeah. and wait till it's your kid's turn to get out of yeah. the car. What's happening is parents are coming near the school, letting their kid out, and then the kid's running across, right. you know, from some business nearby and getting, getting hit. And that's, that's a, my understanding is that's what happened when the kid got hit on Richview right. a while back because parents don't want to sit in the drop-off line because they're running late for work right. or whatever. It's right. inconvenient. But, you know, inconvenience doesn't go very far when your kid's in the hospital. Let me, let me tell you. you know? Let me tell you right now. Um, you are. You would much rather have to text your boss and say, hey, I'm going to be about five minutes late. And most bosses are going to be like, yeah, no worries. Just we'll, we'll see you when you get here. You'd much rather have to do that text than live with the guilt that you hit a child <laughs> like that. Yeah. That was is devastating yeah, to yeah. think about that. Your boss will get over it. And chances are your boss won't even know yeah. they're in their office spouting, you know, yeah. things they heard on yeah. TV <laughs> or a Ted talk or a Tony Robbins book. They won't even know you slip in five minutes late. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just be careful out there. I've heard a lot about that lately in other yeah. places, and you know, um, it's 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 a problem. Slow down. Slow down. I have never realized what a tr- a speeding problem Clarksville has until I started teaching my kids how to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I taught my oldest how to drive, you know, I'm teaching her the right way. Speed limit, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. watch that speed limit. And then, of course, if you've taught a child how to drive you know it's hard for them to get to the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Like how fast we're so accustomed to it. I've been driving for 30 years. I'm so used to the the, the sensation of speed, but when you're just starting, it makes no sense to yeah, you, right? Yeah. And so trying to get your kid to get up to speed and go to speed is quite a challenge. But then when you're going the speed limit, the amount of horns, angry gestures, mm-hmm. lights being flashed, uh, fingers being shown, to just trying to teach my child how to drive the speed limit, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. this is madness. Yeah, you never know when that that driver that you're frustrated at who's mm-hmm. piddling along and that you want to zoom around yep. and give the finger to or whatever like that. A, it could be a teenager who's right. just learning, learning how to drive. drive. Right. The other thing is I've started noticing more and more at church, you know, I'll be helping people into their car or whatever or greeting people in the parking lot and realize – that is a 90-year-old man yes, yeah. who is barely moving, and he is out there driving on the streets of Clarksville. He's got that Buick Regal. <laughs> <laughs> that Regal's going down Wilma at about 35. Yeah. And, you, you know, you got to realize some of these drivers you're getting really irritated mm-hmm. at. That's your grandmother. Exactly. That is your grandmother out there trying to make it to church or to the beauty salon or to Kroger. It's just be patient. Be patient. Let people drive, you know? What I did with the second and third child was I went on Amazon and I got the student driver, please be patient magnets. Oh, and I slapped yeah. that on the back of the car. And let me tell you, the huge difference that made. It does. It's a reminder. You're like, like yeah, people yeah. wave and smile and yeah. all of a sudden. So I think what we need to do is make magnets that say, I'm elderly, calm down. <laughs> and you can put that on the back of your car if you're elderly. Yeah. And then people that are going like, ah, I gotta get somewhere! Then they'll see the sun go, oh, it's an elderly person. Hey! Yeah, because then you want to help them. Exactly. You know?
Exactly. Just assume. Let's just let's just do a little mental exercise, Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Let's do this for the next month. Let's just assume the person in front of you that's driving slow, that's making you want to to murder them. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend they're either a a student driver or b elderly. Yeah, and let's either, just treat either, them either, that way. Either sixteen or eighty six. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Keep right. that keep that rule in your head. Sixteen or eighty six. Right. That, that kid is six. Yeah. That's sixteen or eighty six right there ahead of me. Yeah. And just yeah. see how it changes your life. Yeah. All right. Ryan, how do you feel about Beach Haven Wine? I like Beach Haven Wine. And let me tell you, the only reason I got my job that I have now is thanks mm-hmm. to Beach Haven Winery. Oh, really? Yes. Um, well, I came here for the the interview years ago. This would have been 2004. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, like, oh, hang on. I mean, we have listeners who weren't born in 2004. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and so they, I had to stall. I had to stall for time. And oh. so my wife and I were looking for something to do, looking for something that was open. Beach Haven Winery was open. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Beach Haven. And th- there was a time, folks, when Beach Haven sampling was free. And they weren't stingy yeah. on those cups, good Lord. Oh. And so I went, had some great Beach Haven wine, uh-huh. and I calmed down. I was a nervous wreck going into this interview. Yeah. But after I left a couple of samples at the Beach Haven, I was like Mr. Cool Guy. Like, ah, I'm finally <laughs> relaxed. You know, and so This I was may able- not be the most responsible uh, discussion. I didn't have. drive. Okay, I'm just saying. Well. <laughs> I was just a little relaxed, and I and I think I got there like, man, you're really relaxed and confident. Here's the job. So yeah. so thank you, Beach Haven, for helping me get this yeah. job all those years ago. A little bit of jazz went a long way. Oh yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. What's your favorite Beach Haven wine? Uh, well, you know, Golden Rose is our communion wine. Yeah, uh, yeah. church. Yeah. Um, and I like that pretty it's well. Good. Um, they're you know they're more sweet wines. I think tend, I, I tend to prefer. Um, yeah. they, they make a muscadine. Wine. Oh yeah, um, and I don't know if they call it muscadine or scuppernong, but it's it's basically that that flavor that I grew up with in Alabama. Yeah, my, my uh, grandfather had scuppernong vines, yeah. and yeah, and you can still it brings that flavor just brings it all yeah. back. Yeah, um, but yeah, they make some good stuff up there. They really do. Um, and I forgot why we were even talking about them, but. <laughs> Uh, I just remembered. Um, so I know why. Why? What, Ladies you, and gentlemen, you, this is big. Go ahead. Ahead. So have you, been, have you been reading Clarksville now? I read Clarksville now all the time. Oh, that's good. So Beach Haven Winery has expanded. They now have mm. a wine bar in mm. downtown Clarksville. You can go buy Beach Haven Winery. You can sa- wine. You can sample Beach mm. Haven wine right there. Yeah. It's all downtown. It's on um, Franklin. If you correct me if I'm wrong, it's that last Little little building there uh, across from the Roxy. Mm-hmm. So that final door across from the Roxy. Yeah. It's been a million different things. I think it's it was, been a was boutique. Kutcher and, Crush? Yeah, it was. Couture. Yeah, Kutcher Crush? <laughs> Kutcher, what is that, a Star Wars I, villain? Hey, listen. Watch out, here comes Kutcher Crush. <laughs> You're a radio guy. You know how to pronounce it's things. Couture. I, I know how, to, to, how they look phonetically. Kutcher so, Crush. Kutcher Couture. Someone please change your Twitter handle to Couture Crush, please. No, Couture Crush. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. That, I don't. I don't know. All I know yeah. is a lot of boutiques. It's been a lot, a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. now it is. It is. It is Beach Haven Winery of Part Du, mm-hmm. and so you can go down there and you can buy some wine. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also sample it right there. It looks very nice. The wine bar looks great. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's a great idea. And now, so we're we're getting sort of a, a wine explosion downtown because we've got that wine bar. Yes, we do. Um, across three, and we've got the mead place right near there uh-huh. too. So you you can go down downtown and get some mead. Uh, go to the wine bar, or you can stop by Beach Haven uh, for the little wine uh, location. We're getting a little spoiled. When mm, I when I get, when I got here, all they had downtown was was uh, the Black Horse and law offices. Yeah, and now yeah. they've got so many different types of restaurants. Was that and bar still here that had the the palm trees. 
Uh, it was a soldier bar back, back when soldier yeah. bars were a yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> in downtown Clarksville too. Um, that was called Coocher's Crush. Yeah, is what it was, <laughs> and it was it was a great bar down there. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So that, I need to go try that out. I haven't tried it out yet. I think the wine tastes exactly the same. It's just a different location. Well, yeah. But if you don't want to yeah. head out to my side of town, which yeah. is kind of nice because that's closer to your place. It is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, the uh, all right. So fall fest stuff. What, what's your favorite thing about fall entertainment? Things um, to do? Well, my favorite thing about fall Other is, than watching football. is pumpkin spice, watching football, and good Lord, did Austin P destroy the, 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 the snot out of Eastern Tennessee. I love the tobacco barns of smoking mm-hmm. and I love like pumpkins and what have you. Pumpkins, yeah. yeah. And, and now there's a lot of things going on. Chris has compiled them all yeah. in the fall fun guide yeah. at Clarksville What are you most excited about? What is your... Your piece de resistance in the Probably fall fun guy. Probably Fright on Franklin. I love Fright on Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss it this year because I've got a wedding to go to. But Fright on Franklin yeah. is a blast. It right? is so much fun. I mean, I think we all need to reconnect with our inner kid. And that's what I've been able to do at Fright on Franklin last year, dressed up as a ghost and um, just the yeah, all little yeah. kids. And some oh, of them yeah, would yell, yeah. and some of them would want to. Spooktacular. Yeah. It was spooktacular. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I'm um, not going to claim credit for Fright on Franklin, but I'm going to claim credit for Flight Fright on Franklin. You did not create Fright on Franklin. I did. I gave someone <laughs> the idea, and then they ran with it. Oh. So it was kind of like I like to give free ideas to people. Uh-huh. Most of the time, what happens when you give free ideas to people? They just pretend like they're listening, and then as soon as they're gone, they forget. Hmm. But someone apparently took that idea and ran with it. Hmm. So it is wonderful. What yeah, a yeah. it's trick or treating free downtown. People line up. Um, you know they they have tents and and all different businesses come out there and they hand out candy yeah. and they have costume contests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's a huge huge turnout every year and mm-hmm. a lot of thousands fun. of yeah. kids come down there. Um, so what and else? nobody complained about parking when that thing was going on. Yeah, isn't Crazy, that isn't that funny that you Man. can fill downtown streets with <laughs> like with children, three thousand children, and somehow there's room to park. Huh. How huh. about that? How about that? Um, there's, uh, let's see, we've got the jazz on the final jazz on the lawn will be happening. Um, and we'll have, uh, have you done the percussion ensemble thing? The Halloween percussion ensemble? I have not. That is a lot of fun. So David, David Steinquist teaches percussion at APSU. Mm -hmm. He puts on this annual Halloween concert sells out every year. So he started doing two shows at six and at eight sells out every year. Um, it's only five bucks a ticket. All the money goes to lives and fishes. Um, and you have to like get tickets in advance because yeah. it, it yeah. always yeah. is uh, totally sold out. So it's basically all of his percussion students. Um, and I don't know who all else shows up, but, um, as far as the, the performers, but it's, um, Kuchar crushes there. It comes every year. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they perform uh, Halloween inspired music. Ooh. Um, but it's all percussion. So like, uh, one year, uh, I, the one that stood out to me was that it led Zeppelin's black dog. Um, really? This isn't like, you know, orchestral music. This yeah. is all a lot of pop music. Yeah. I think they do some, you know, more fancy dancey stuff. Yeah. But it's mostly pop music. And um, and the the other kicker is they all dress up. So there's always this thing about what is Steinquist going to be wearing this year, yeah. you know. In yeah. some years, it's like the Phantom of the Opera. I think last year was the Grinch. Um, you know, it's always something fun. Nice. And uh, so, yeah. And, and it's, so it's like, you know, full, imagine a full percussion version of Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Is that at the Maybury Concert Hall yeah. On, yeah. on campus yeah, of Austin MMC, P? the uh, Music Mass Communications okay. building. Very cool. Yeah. So that's in there. Um, get your tickets while you can because it will sell out. 
And, um, yeah, so there's a ton of stuff going on. It's all in the uh, Fall Fun Guide on ClarksvilleNow.com. There you go, folks. Biggest stories in Clarksville. Chris got so worked up that he got so red over there, but he's calmed down. Yeah, well, I'm going to stop by Beach Haven after all this. and uh, You could use it. Uh, yeah. You really could use it. <laughs> Loosen that collar up a little bit and go relax. But those are the biggest stories on Clarksville Now for this week. Your week, your news, an original Clarksville Now podcast.